from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. You ain't got to question it. You already know the answer. The truth will make us relevant. Hurts, but it's necessary. No one else to lose what we are. Lose what we are. If it ain't broke, then we don't need to fix it. Believing in that she say I have you livid. No, they won't be happy till your love is over. They tryna break us up, but you don't wanna. It's the week of Friday, February 5th, 2016, and it's the relevant podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. I love Audible. I do too. Audible uh, content includes more than 180,000 audiobook uh, publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Uh, Users can sign up as an Audible listener, which gives uh, you book credits each month for a low monthly fee, uh, then you can download your choices and access them on any any device uh, awesome. that you want to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anything. Is I, just, I just did this. Did you really? Because of our discount. Yeah. I wanted to listen to The Horse and His Boy. I'm, still, I'm still listening to that Steve Jobs I'm autobiography. Proud of, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You're, you're making it through. <laughs> I'm pushing my way through yeah. five minutes at a time. Have but, you started uh, figuring out you can listen to things faster? Like two times? Yeah. You know, you can do that with podcasts too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they shouldn't do with, they shouldn't do with relevant no. because they'll miss the, the nuances. nuances of the nu- our yeah. The nuances of, of tone. The pregnant pauses. Yeah. The, Little parts that make yeah. the show great. Like, <laughs> uh, Audible is offering relevant podcast listeners a free 30-day trial membership. All you have to do is go to audible.com slash relevant and browse the over 180,000 audio programs. You can download a title free and just start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash relevant. That's audible.com slash relevant. Get started today. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm your host, Cameron, here with me in our Orlando studio, Eddie Big Hat Coffee. Man, it's good to see you, Cameron. You as well. Thanks, Looking buddy. very good today. I like the blue, <laughs> the blue button. I'm, I'm back to my old pastry days. Yeah. <laughs> um, over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Jeremiah Dunlap. Great to be here. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And from the tundra of Chicago, Illinois, author and speaker, Shauna Nequist. Good morning. Thank How's goodness. the weather up there? You know, it's 40. It's like a heat oh, wave. Wow. A heat wave. Sweaty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's balmy. <laughs> so so people people right now are out in like shorts, they're they're sunbathing, things totally. like that. We had a coffee with some friends uh, yesterday and while like the somebody was pulling up the car, I don't know, for whatever reason we were just standing in the coffee shop after the coffee was over, just waiting. And I was like, Oh my gosh, let's stand outside. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it was Sunny and thirty-eight. Oh and gosh! They're from oh. San Francisco, and they were like, "This is not. I don't. I don't know what word you're saying for gorgeous, yeah. but I think yeah. it means something different." She was drinking an iced coffee. Yeah. she got a little ice cream afterwards. Yeah, she totally yeah. wore a sundress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, atoms are slowing down around her because they're unable to function in the cold. Yet Shauna's <laughs> just so happy. Shauna, here's a question that we should know about each other. What's your uh, What's your coffee order? What's your go-to? Oh, great! I question. think it says a lot about people. Uh, good question. Uh, how about you guess first, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Um, I was. I, I'm going to say it's Toby Mac esque. Mm. Yeah, in its complication and beauty. I'm really? <laughs> Actually, I, don't, I don't know about his coffee choices. No, you I'm know. talking about him as a person. Oh, right, oh, okay. right, right. I'm going to guess you. You get an americano, black. Uh, Not even close. I'm going to guess upside down hazelnut macchiato. <laughs> I'm going to guess some sort of complicated tea. But the thing is, you like coffee, right? So oh, it's not like, but it's not. So it's not like you complicate it that much. Do you just get their <laughs> their drip coffee? Um, I do drink a lot of drip coffee. I okay. make just 
plain old black coffee drinker, a lot mm-hmm. of it, very strong. The darker, the better. Sure. Um, but it, in a coffee shop, I'll get um, a very dry cappuccino. But this is oh. the thing. I don't say huh. very dry because I, I secretly want it to be very dry, but I'm really committed to being a person who has an easy coffee order. Like oh, I yes. want to be that kind of yes. person. Okay, I'm so not, I say cappuccino. I'm, I'm not a coffee snob. I don't understand what very dry of a liquid means. It just means more foam as opposed like as foamy as possible as opposed to as milky as possible. Because oh. mm. there's that balance. But my issue is like I don't I don't think there's a dignified way sometimes to say it like in the coffee lingo. Like I like and Cameron knows this because he had, I had him order for me the other day uh, when he uh, it, it was it was a iced chai, but I like a shot of espresso to really give me that boost I need. I was but it still has all the sugar. I was, I was embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. It. No, yeah. no, you shouldn't be embarrassed because here's why. Because when you order, they'll repeat it back. They'll say a nice dirty chai. And it's I like, say, I'm not going chai. to say, I want a dirty chai. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. like a, a, a yeah. weird tween, yeah. you know, like <laughs> dirty chai. It, it sounds like a Britney Spears song from the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I remember is last year at the relevant Christmas party, you took us to this fancy coffee place in the morning. Uh, lineage, yeah. Yes. Uh, I'll be honest, Joy and I had been up late. Sure. And um, you guys had really tied one on the night before. Just really <laughs> had a lot of girl talk. A lot a of lot of girl talk. Matching and so snuggies. we get to this darling little place with little stalls of things, and I just want someone to bring me like a bucket of hot coffee, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I'm looking at all the little things, and and it's like all their different blends, right? Right. And one of their blends is called espresso. Sure. Right. <laughs> and so I say, Can I have a cappuccino? And she's like, um <laughs> she looks at me like I'm the devil. Like, like chewed gum on the ground. Yeah. Where and are you like, from? Um, we don't do espresso drinks, and I'm oh. like, oh, right. But right. she says it in the way that, like, you would you would know that it's good customer service, but it's also very clear that you are being mocked. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I can totally get your thing. Like, I see your suspenders. However, I, I see. Yeah, you've got Converse. I get it. The <laughs> word I'm looking at on your sign says espresso which is why i want it yeah. right. i mean it was, we had like a total meltdown no. there they do a I, pour over with that espresso grind yeah, yeah. yeah. See, oh, I had one. Like, here's the thing about like artisanal places or whatever it's like i get that they're trying to preserve the cachet of yeah. of the product right. right but like they don't want to adulterate it with with my Y- you know, ignorant request to put Splenda in it. Okay, I understand it. Those were sourced from Guatemala, but I'm paying like eight bucks for this thing. Right. Okay. Just put in to the the beverage what I ask you to put in, because otherwise I'm going to take it from beyond the counter, rummage through all of your condiments until I find what I want. It, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Right. I, we understand what's going on here. Right. You're a sophisticated barista who appreciates every part of the process to make a bitter discussion beverage that I don't want to drink. Right. I, I think that um, if anybody's listening and owns a coffee shop, I think that a really good coffee shop idea would just be a like a button that you mash that you don't have to talk. Like you just hit it and they just give you some black coffee. Sure. Like for those early morning runs when you're in Shauna's position mm-hmm. where you've really had quite a late right. night of talking. I did quote fingers in case you weren't saying so you were talking <laughs> with Joy all night. You just mash that. <laughs> you just mash that button and they give you some caffeine. Right. And, then you, and then you walk and you know, Imagine you I think you'd have to do that at your house, like with your own coffee mug or something. Right, what? like you could make your own coffee? Yeah, you could like like press uh. a button 
and a coffee, a coffee gets poured into your mug. Oh, It'll crazy. never happen. No. You don't think ne- so? No, yeah. too crazy. Next idea. Uh, okay. Right. All right. <laughs> well, we have a great show in store for you today. Speaking of innovative, groundbreaking ideas, Seth Godin is coming up on the show. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's love a Seth Godin. fascinating entrepreneur and author who thinks about the marketing of ideas in the digital age. Yeah. Uh, we also have a special in-studio performance from Philip LeBrew, oh. uh, one half of Us and Our Daughters, uh, songwriter, and also one half of the late yeah. 90s CCM group LaRue, which was him and his sister Natalie when they were much younger. <laughs> Athlete named. Yeah. Uh, so Phil's in the in the studio. Uh, he has a brand new album out, and uh, he came by the studio last week uh, to play some of his favorite songs. Cool. So yeah. It's a very, very good show in store. I feel uh, like you guys have been doing a lot more in-studio stuff. Is that right? Well, Jeremiah's here. Yeah. Yeah, gotta, that's yeah. all I know how to do. Well, the desk rolls now, so you that's can get the, the desk out of the way. Our big podcast desk is now on casters. It's on and wheels. We can, we can really? Do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this whole thing. They can clear out this room in moments. They push yeah. the piano back, and they push this whole thing, and it's just this really cool performance space. It's, it's like awesome. a stage production. I love that. Um, next time, I'd like to see... Uh, Rolling podcast. Oh. I'd like to see it just rotate we just, like, all around the room ta- while you. We could record. just take it around the office. Well, yeah. yeah. Just, like, Why don't you just take it down the street? I yeah. want you to take it to get some lineage coffee. Yeah. <laughs> what you're describing is basically like a rogue parade float. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that. like that's right. I would it's a podcast parade. Candy. It's a podcast parade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll throw candy and just and the people of Winter Park will you know. Just be pleasantly surprised. They so will love it. That'll be the next live event that we do. <gasps> is yeah. a parade. Rogue yeah. Parade. Rogue Parade. That might be really New nice. New band name called it. I called it. Rogue that's, Parade. That's an awesome band <laughs> That is such a good band. Yeah. But we all we all gather up, kind of like Critical Mass or something. We all sure. gather up in one location. Yep. And us and all of our podcast friends, we just do a Rogue Parade. Like, we stop <laughs> traffic and just do it. That's awesome. Force a parade on the area. <laughs> hey, uh, can we go around the horn real quick? Who's been in a parade here? I obviously have Boy Scouts a million times. No, no, a, no. Never no. been in a parade? Mm-hmm. Jeremiah? Oh, no, never been in a parade. Shauna oh, had to have been. Coming. Oh, pom-poms, homecoming, absolutely. <laughs> a lot yeah. of parades. Yeah. Homecoming? Shauna and, uh, Shauna whoa, whoa. and I were, uh, you know, I, I think this is obvious. We're very popular in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Shauna Everybody loves pastor's kids in high school. Were you on homecoming court? I was, in fact. Okay, so you were on homecoming court and got to be in a float. Well, I always had to walk and I had to dance in the parade for palms. Sure, always. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and then for homecoming, we rode in convertibles. Yeah. So, oh. yeah what kind of homecoming <laughs> parade have you been to? Right. Of course, it's convertibles. And you Jesse, have to find you... a red convertible and yeah. you and your escort and the little children that walk with you all ride in it and wave. Shauna's parents, if you're listening, I will literally give you a 30 day free trial to Audible to get us a picture <laughs> of that, of that, of, of her on a float, please. That, is that would best. be great. <laughs> Jesse, you were on homecoming. Coming court, I assume, or prom king, or something. Oh yeah, numerous. <laughs> of course, he was a year annual thing. So funny, so handsome. I leave this show and I wonder: Is there anything else we could ever talk about? Yep. And now we know that we were all. Some of us were in parades. <laughs> so um, you know, uh, our our audience likes to plan ahead. And, you know, they're looking ahead. They're looking a couple weeks down the road, down the calendar, and they're mm-hmm. thinking, "Oh no." I don't know if I'm ready. I'm not ready. And so this week on Twitter, we've been seeing people, because, you know, again, they ask us for advice when, yeah. when they have life questions. Unsolicited advice. We're the um, go-to. Right. You know, I, we've been seeing on the Relevant Podcast Twitter account, people asking us uh, about Valentine's Day and, like, mm-hmm. looking for some creative ideas, yeah. uh, looking for some solutions to their conundrums. And we thought, well, we knew Shauna would be on the show this week, and we thought, there's nobody more expert in the ways of love than Shauna Nequist <laughs> sure. and Jesse Carey. Yeah. So we thought it would be good to have listeners' questions yes. given to them right. in the debut segment of... Shauna, teach us how to love. Jesse, teach us, teach us how to love. 
Shauna, teach us how to love. Jesse, teach us how to love. Perfect. <laughs> yep. it's, uh, it's time for uh, your Valentine's Day advice with she- uh, Jesse and Shauna. Uh, James Christensen uh, at PJames2011 says, uh, wanting to do something with my wife, uh, no way to get rid of kids and too exhausted to stay up late. What do we do? Good question. Shauna, what, do you, what would you suggest to James? Well, um, this is a little unconventional, I will say, but um, I was thinking about other holidays, like Christmas and whatever, Halloween, and how for us, holidays have become so much more fun once you your kids are experiencing them. And so, I would say just forget about all your... A, like grown-up, romantic, sophisticated ideas and totally make it a kid's Valentine's Day extravaganza. Hmm. I think you make the heart-shaped pizza, you let the kids decorate it, you see how many, uh, make sentences with conversation hearts, you do little Valentines all around the house. I think you make it, you, you, you put uh, food coloring in the milk to make it pink. You just do a total... This is our family. This is our stage in life. And so Valentine's Day is going to be about the family this year. That's brilliant. Jesse, nice. Jesse, what would you add to that? Shauna, I don't want to, I don't want to talk bad about your advice, but I got a little tough love for James here. A little tough love. <laughs> because I think I, I, okay. Cause here, I'm going to read his tweet. Cause I have Jeremiah sent it to me. I'm wanting to do something with my wife. And he goes on and he tells me I can't get rid of the kids yeah. too exhausted to stay up late. Period. Hmm. James, put the rally cap on, friend. <laughs> it's right. If you want to do something with your wife, right. then you're not too exhausted. Drink a Red Bull. Drink a coffee. Go down to your artisanal barista <laughs> and get something. Get a dirty chai. I'm telling you, it does wonders. It's got sugar and caffeine, dangerous amounts of both. Just stay up late and fix a nice dinner or watch a movie or something. Rally cap it, James. You'll be fine the next day. All right. Uh, Mitchell Hartley uh, posed a question. <laughs> Jesse won. Shauna Is this a game? Because Jesse? Jesse won that one. <laughs> Uh, Mitchell Harley asks, uh, what's the best way to spend the day when living on a college student budget, a.k.a. broke? Okay, I think that sometimes men don't understand how much women love thoughtfulness connected to experiences and memory. And Valentine's Day is a really good day to be like just as cheesy and sentimental as you want. So, for example, um, if you let's say you've been dating a girl for a year. Plan an entire day going to all the places where you have specific memories, right? Go for a walk down this place where you went for a walk, go get coffee at a place where you had a specific conversation. I think men a lot of times think that like it has to be kind of the formula, like fancy dinner, flowers, candy, big, whatever. And I think a lot of women really love that sort of more sentimental, memory-oriented stuff. I think that's really sweet. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, really that's very nice. helpful. Like one time, uh, um, one of my high school boyfriends carved our initials into a tree Ooh. in a forest preserve, and we would go back there. It was really, it was pretty sweet. Do you still miss them? <laughs> every time I go to the forest preserve with my kids, I show every them, yeah, every know. Saturday morning when we make our big forest preserve trip, no Aaron allowed. <laughs> Mom, are we going to see your initials again? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you cry, Mom? Shauna, I think it's great advice, but again, we're going to have to <laughs> just agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. I'm all for vandalism. I will say that <laughs> if it involves permanently, you know, uh, proclaiming your love on something that doesn't belong to you. I'm for that. Okay. I think the bigger, the better, if you can get up on a billboard or some sort of, you know, water tower or silo and sprayed up spray paint your love. That's great. Liberty bell. Yeah. That costs almost (laughs) nothing. Yeah. Now what I'm going to disagree with is I'm a man of grand gestures. Okay. I am not someone 
who is, you know, uh, embraces subtlety. I think you want to go big, you want to go home. It's those two choices. Yeah. Now, Mitchell, this may involve incurring debt. It may just involve working the gray areas a little bit. Mm -hmm. What I call the water cup rules. Are you guys familiar with these? It's not technically illegal to order a water and fill it with soda if you don't have the money. It just frowned upon by society. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so I'm saying, I'm not saying to walk out on a bill, but I'm saying to go to a place that offers free breadsticks and then decide time for the next place in our romantic journey through the evening. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't ask you to pay for the bread. You don't have to. Just something came up. And, and, And in her mind, wow, he's got me one place after the other. It's going to culminate with you crashing a wedding reception. Yeah. That's for her. You know, because, because, that way there's there's dancing and none of this costs anything it's just thinking outside the box mitchell and and here's the other thing i would say if you're looking for a new wardrobe just be familiar with return policies i mean you know you have a lot of options out there if you can get back to the store the next day um i gotta say i I mean again i don't know if this is a game but shauna gets the point it's not a game we're helping these people with their lives it's tied (laughs) they're it's the game of life it's a non-competitive game is tied everything's a game lig philip uh tweeted us and and asked uh when your wedding is a month and a half after valentine's day and all your money is directed at that what should you do i am a big fan of the um the like uh kind of the the grand gesture ish um crazy amount of love notes possibly in a scavenger hunt so again, you've got big fancy coming. You've got dress, flowers, photographers, probably a honeymoon. You've got like that covered. So I think what you need to do now is something that's really about your feelings for her. So for example, buy 100 pink post-its, cut them in the shapes of hearts, and make her entire bedroom reasons that you love her. Like, I think now's the time for like... A hundred? At least. I saw... I've seen crime shows where they open the, the serial killer's apartment yeah. door and there's like a that <laughs> right. on a wall. You cut out creepy no, letters it totally from magazines is. with pictures Yeah, and I would find face. like celebrities you're really into and cut out pictures of them, and but yeah. just take the eyes and mouths out of the pictures. <laughs> Reason number 15, you smell like my grandma. <laughs> what? <laughs> why, are you, why would you write that? Are you going to kill me? Maybe I'm going to revise that. Find a girlfriend who's not <laughs> creepy or a stalker and have her help you write 100 kind, lovey little notes all over her room. 100 is a lot. I'm just 100 saying. is nothing. If you're marrying her, you can think of a thousand. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Settle down. That's Shana, true. that's again great advice, but I'm going to take it in a different direction here. <laughs> usually, okay, usually I'm a person who likes to, likes to put forth minimal effort, okay? <laughs> right. This one requires a lot of work, but you're setting yourself up for a life of of ease and convenience and money savings. Okay, so let me read the tweet again, and I'm going to explain my advice. When your wedding is a month and a half after Valentine's Day, and all your money is directed at that, what should you do? Here's the answer. You don't tell your significant other and surprise them by bumping up the wedding date a month and a half. Here's why. Good idea. You get out of buying Valentine's Day and anniversary presents for the rest of your Every life. Year, that's because the thing. you had the foresight to that's... bump it up. And guess what? Guess who's never forgetting your anniversary? You, you. because you bumped it to Valentine's Day. Jesse, that's a really... Sorry, Shauna. Jesse, that was a yeah. great one. I, I don't want to speak for all women, but I would say, yeah, 
girls love having their wedding dates changed. Yeah. yeah and not knowing yeah, about it. You won me over. Yeah, reason, they love that. Reason it's, number it's, 100. To be fair, you're not changing it to a random date. You're changing it to Valentine's Day so you don't yeah. have to buy two presents. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true romantic. Yeah. It's really sweet. Yeah. Uh, wow. Last question. David Reyes uh, wrote in uh, on Twitter and he said, if your wife says we don't need to get each other anything, Uh-oh. does she mean that? <laughs> Uh, no, she does uh, not. Trap, trap, trap. Yeah, the, 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 we don't need nope. to get each other anything. It means yeah. she's already got something. It is wrapped with a beautiful, thoughtful card attached to it. <laughs> no, this is a, a different holiday, but a, some friend, a friend of mine ran into this. Uh, he, His family didn't grow up doing stockings, like putting gifts in the stockings for adults. It was just for the kids. Right. Um, right. And apparently, she had a different idea. So the oh. morning of... Uh, Christmas Eve, and they were going to open them that night. He, she says something about all the things she got for his stocking, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know we did stockings, right?" Mm. So he goes to the drugstore, uh-huh, and he gets like a little bit of candy, a candy cane, a Pick little lotion, yeah. a whatever, and he's like, "Done, like an ornament." Right. Um, and then that night, they open up their stockings, and she has bought him several hundred dollars worth of well-chosen, very personal, very beautiful gifts all in his stocking because that's what her family does. Yeah. That was a problem. Yeah. And so he was feeling like, wow, I'm a champion for reading her needs. So early in our marriage, I went to Walgreens, I got her a candy cane. Wrong. Yeah. Like he's looking at holding like the the wallet that he saw in Rome that he like fell in love with. Yeah. And now somehow it's a picture of his head etched on it by a citizen. Right. And and she's just like, oh, like um, it's like uh, (laughs) M&M's. A a $10 gift card to Chili's. Thank you. (laughs) Two CVS gift cards. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sean. I'm on the same page with you. It does not mean don't get me anything. It means it's actually code for. Toyota Thon. <laughs> this is the one when they say they don't want anything, you go big. You get the car with the bow on it in the driveway. Can I, I think I've told you this before, but every every Christmas and Valentine's Day, I had, I've had the same idea that I really want to do. And it's to get in one of my cars, but but it's not like I drive like a brand new car, but we both have newish cars. It's a two year old Range Rover. Right. Yeah. So, right. so, so, so right. yeah, exactly. It's, 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 yeah, the, 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 the dubs got a little scratch when I was coming a little hot in a parallel parking spot. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> wash it down, get it waxed up all nice, right? And this is this is Christmas Eve or the day before Valentine's Day. Get one of those big, gigantic white bows, mm. right? And then I pull it up to a house at random early in the morning. Oh. Okay? I pull into the driveway and then I lay back in the seat, like all the way down. And then I start beeping the horn. Yes. Until both husband and wife come to the window and look out and they're looking at each other like, you got me a car. You got me a car. Like they don't know who got who the car. They just know there's a car in the driveway with a big white bow, just like on the commercial. Then all of a sudden you see this pop up from the seat. <laughs> and then I go and I do it to the neighbors. And then you write, then you go next door. Yeah. Jesse, that's a really great idea. That's fantastic. I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand what the, what the point would be. It's just, just mean. A, yeah, yeah, you're messing it's, with folks. It's, super yeah. mean. it's just yeah. a happy Christmas Every thing. Every present just... under the tree is garbage for that family. <laughs> yeah. Once you've done that, they're like, really? Slippers. An Xbox One. A $10 Chili's gift card. Yeah. Yeah. You're giving them a store. You're giving them something more valuable than a car or any present. You're giving them a story for the rest of their life. They're always going to be talking about that Christmas morning or that yeah. Valentine's Day. I'd rather day. have a story than a Range Rover. Yeah. 
what a, what a life. We, a guy pulled up in, the, in their driveway in a polished up Range Rover with a bow in it just to trick them for no reason. This this whole segment has really given me a new appreciation for Mrs. Carey. Well, like, I can tell you how often I want to call Dana and be like, hey, champ. You, doing, you know what? Hang in there. Because some of, this, great. some of this is actually true. And I, uh, I'm, really, I'm really sorry. You are a wonderful woman and you you should have gone Dana with the guy. get flowers yeah. from the podcast just like every month. Right. Yeah. She, yeah. she definitely, definitely visits the uh, initial tree every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll, that was... Another catchy one. It's good. So weird. You make that my ringtone. Yeah, I wanted that one to sound a little sweeter because it's Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Well, uh, Nailed it. it's time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for. In case you missed it. Big news. Big news. Uh, Netflix is bringing back Gilmore Girls. Yeah, it's coming back. Did you did you hear the original stars of the series are returning? Yeah, it's not like that weird. Uh, uh, 24 show. 24 knockoff. No one's back. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, I love this. I think it's going to be great. The new season takes place in the present day. So it's eight years after the original series ended. Uh, it'll consist of four 90-minute episodes. Uh, there's no official word on a release date yet, but the new episodes uh, began filming this week. So wow. it's it's official. They yeah. talk really fast on that show. I they love do. it. Yeah, I it's kind of like show. Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm yeah. sure a lot of people are excited about have that. Have you guys all watched it? That surprises me. Cameron, have you watched it? I loved it. I've watched every episode. A surprising number of men I know have watched yeah. that show. It's huh. such a really? smart show. It's so smart and has heart, but it's like, yeah, absolutely. It's that, a great show. That's fine. Okay, so this is a question, though, right? That everybody asks, which boyfriend is it? Is it Dean... Oh. Jess or Logan? Are those the three? Uh, yeah, one Logan. I think it was Dean. It's McDean. It was Dean. It wasn't. I don't think it's Jess. <laughs> McDean. He was the back boy. Yeah, bad boy. I thought it was Dean. Back boy is a different thing. It was definitely Dean. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it, Tyler Perry's uh, televised passion play, which is coming up. Everybody's be... doing a live thing now, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, now at least it's about Jesus and not Greece, right? <laughs> but, but I will say this one sounds really interesting yeah. to me. It has found its Mary, Judas, and Jesus. Okay, so oh come on, uh, Jesus is going to be played by uh, Giancarlos Canella, who is the star of the NBC comedy telenovela. Oh, so yeah, he's on that. Um, Mary is going to be played by singer Trisha Yearwood. Huh? Yeah, and Judas is going to be played by Chris Daughtry. No, the rocker. What is going on? (laughs) It's a musical, so I so I think they wanted people with musical inclinations. But Daughtry always seems a little sinister to me. I'm surprised they went with such obvious choices. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's going to be broadcast live from New Orleans, which is known for its large stage uh, musical scene. Right. Um, But broadcast live from New Orleans on Fox on March 20th. So Fox is trying to just beat NBC at their own game. But Greece apparently got good ratings. Yeah. I didn't watch and, it. And they kind of like raised the star caliber and production value from what NBC had been doing. So Fox is trying to just squash them. Med- well, Medea's them. passion. <laughs> um, uh, in case you missed it, uh, there, there's speculation. I mean, obviously, we've been bringing you the Kanye West beat because right. he's we're, been in the news. We're basically leading uh, it. In case you missed it, there's speculation that the new upcoming Kanye West album, which is now called Waves, is actually going to be a gospel album. Yeah, I saw somewhere that he took a picture with somebody, that uh, Kirk Franklin. Yeah. There's a lot of clues. There's a lot of clues. Yeah, uh, following his Twitter storm targeting Wiz Khalifa last week, Kanye West deleted the negative tweets, hmm. announcing, quote, I love the world, bottom 
online, and all I want is peace and positive energy. And also, quote, this album is actually a gospel album. This is what he said. Uh, then days later, pictures surfaced on Twitter and Instagram of Kanye in the studio with uh, a variety of artists, including 2 Chains, Kid Cudi, Andre 3000, and gospel star Kirk Franklin. Wow. Now that's interesting. What? Very interesting. Yeah. There's also on the track listing, one of the songs is a two-part song, uh... Father stretch my hands. Maybe yeah, is that it what is, it's called? That is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so it, it, there's a lot of clues that maybe there will be some heavy spiritual content. And at the very end, the very last line of the single Kanye released, they break into an old school kind of uh, singing of like the last like ten seconds, fifteen seconds of the song is actually this gospel hook from an old black gospel album that I grew up listening to because my mom listened to it back in the 70s and wow. 80s and I totally remembered it. It was wow. the it's the Winans back from the 80s and and uh, and that's how Kanye ends the song. And then the other interesting thing is this week, you know, he changed the uh, album name from Swish to Waves. Right. Yeah. And then this week his wife uh Put on, uh, what's her name? Kim um, something. Kim Ki- something. Kimmy K. Never heard of her. She's an artist. Um, <laughs> and she she, in a, in a she sense. tweeted or put a poll out there asking her social media following. Okay, if you had to pick a name, would you do you prefer Swish, Waves, or So Help Me God? And so uh, So Help Me God might be the album name. How interesting! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kanye always keeping it interesting. Yeah. Yes. And for as like uh, outspoken as he is. His music rules. So I'm yeah. actually, it comes out February 11th, right? Like soon. Eddie, you are way more on this beat I than I I think I actually expected. read the yeah. relevant article. <laughs> I think I read the relevant article. I'm like, where did I hear all of this? <laughs> oh, that's right. Is relevant. This great it's this It's the only. This is the first time you haven't missed something. We, can, we right. cover a lot of like what's happening in faith and culture. Yeah. 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 Subscribe to that. Uh, in case you missed it, Jared Hess is directing the Nicktoons movie. Jared Hess is the filmmaker behind comedies like Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho Libre, and the upcoming Masterminds. He signed out to direct it's called Nick Tunes. It's part animated, part live action, similar to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So yes, uh, kicking cool. it old school. Uh, it's an epic that unites characters from the late nineties, early two thousands Nickelodeon universe. Uh, it's uh characters from shows like Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats, The Angry Beavers, Ren and Stimpy, Ah, uh, Real Monsters. They're all set to appear. Wow. Uh Hess is actually writing the film with his wife Jerusha, who co wrote uh, most of uh, his films that he's yeah. done. So it's gonna have that weird Napoleon Dynamite quirky edge Here's the thing. with these cartoon characters and real actors i can't this is gonna be bizarre it's gonna be awesome or awful yeah but yeah but, but here's the thing like what they're doing i think is pretty brilliant because they're making a movie that's obviously a children's movie because it's right. using old nick nickelodeon characters that i'm assuming still will have an appeal to kids i don't know but children don't know those characters i don't know yeah, I, yeah, think but he's I don't, going I don't after... know if that's i don't know if that's important like i think it, as long as the, the like the characters still maintain like a, a charm and and it's funny uh-huh. but i think the, their choice in filmmaker is a direct ploy to get nostalgic millennials. Absolutely. Who, yeah. You know, they love, like Jared S., I mean, it's not like he's like Wes Anderson or anything, but he makes stylized, funny movies. Uh, and, you know, there, a lot of millennials have a lot of fondness for those old Nickelodeon shows. I will say it is a travesty that Doug characters are not included on the, in this it is, film. It yeah. is very strange. I mean, they, yeah. That's true. There's, I mean, you could go down to Lissa. There's a bunch of characters that yeah. you would have thought. Would you, have did you watch all those cartoons, Jesse? Oh, I love them. Oh. I will say this though: if Mark Summers is not in this film. I'm well, boycotting. That's not true. Yeah, I never. I was too old for that. Or maybe Double I Dare, wasn't. man. I mean, Double Dare. Watch. I mean, Mark Summers and Double Dare put Orlando, Florida, on the map. The Nickelodeon yeah, Studios. Yeah. I mean, oh, that yeah. was like that was a big deal. That was a big deal back in the early '90s. Uh, in case you missed it, a lot of awesome stuff happened on the website this week. What was something that stood out to you, Jesse? 
Yeah. So we ran a story that I think I know, uh, you know, I got a lot out of it, but I think a lot of people in our readership, it's going to hit a real felt need. It's called when life doesn't turn out like it's supposed to in single quotes. And, it, and it's written by an author named Ashley Yur, who basically writes about how society has a sort of quote unquote checklist that they expect you to be able to hit by a certain time in life. I'm going to read a, a passage. She said, uh, if, it's a checklist. If you're this far along, therefore, you should achieve these things. For a post-grad list, it's an immediate steady job that can be transitioned to a long-term career, if possible, in a cool city. For young married, it's a baby in a cute home. Yeah, uh, you know, For a single woman, it's a, it's a husband and a steady boyfriend, or it's an exciting dating life. And she, you know, she makes a case that we're always reminded of these things when we go on social media. But she talks about her experience uh, and, and a spiritual one dealing with the, dealing with what she kind of felt like was not life not planning out like she thought it was. That there was a time in life when I felt like God stripped away all of the things I tend to place my identity in besides Him. He unchecked every box and said, "I tell you, I'll tell you now, with none of the achievements to your name, that I love you and that you are worthwhile and important." It's a really uh, great story that I think a lot of people who have. Uh, I think we've all witnessed this, uh, whether various degrees of uh, places that we are in life or achievements that we've accomplished, still feeling inadequacy thanks to things like social media. So check it out. It's on the site now. Read it, share it, and uh, let us know what you think. All right. Well, with that, that'll do it for... In case you missed it. It's time for entertainment releases. Uh, Albums coming out on Friday, February 12th. That's my birthday. Is it? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Yeah, I wouldn't lie about my birthday. <laughs> it would it's never. really your birthday. I'd lie about a lot of things, but if, I mean, but it's like a pretty nondescript birthday. Right. 36. Like, uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, ooh, yeah, no one cares. I have a big one coming up next no, month. Well, yeah. we no, we know. Lacey Sturm is coming out with Life Screams. It's the ex-Flyleaf singer, so she's still screaming. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, just in life, in general. Jesse uh, liked that one. The Jezebels <laughs> is coming out with uh, Cynthia. I believe it's the group that was inspired by the feminist blog. Oh, nice. Says a belt. Never mind. Jesse didn't like that one. <laughs> yeah. Audrey Assad is coming out with Inheritance. Uh, Inheritance, Audrey Assad. We like oh, her. Yeah. She's been in the studio here. Yeah. And uh, probably overshadowing uh, all those, the day before, he didn't want to be clumped in on a Friday. No. Thursday, February no. 11th, Kanye West is of releasing course. Wave it's, Swish. So God help me. It's like for my birthday. I got my iTunes money ready. I am buying it immediately <laughs> and listening to it. I can't he wait. He had to have known. Buying he had to have known. Yeah. Eddie, are you doing anything fun for your birthday? I will be in meetings all day in Washington, <laughs> so <laughs> not so much. Getting crazy. No, yeah, I'll be all in right, DC. Right. Brianne is very, very thoughtful, and so I'm sure I will come home to some sort of thing, and we'll do yes. something on the 13th, which is also Brianne's half birthday, which we highly celebrate half birthdays. Yes, Big you don't need to give me anything for my half birthday. You definitely get her some for her half birthday. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, Brianne is the rare exception where if she actually says you don't need to get me anything, we really don't have to. No, but, but there's uh, a difference between you don't need to give me anything. And don't get me anything. You know what I mean? You oh, don't yeah, need that's true. To. That's true. Because <laughs> the question the guy asked was, she, my wife says, I don't need to get her anything. Oh, yeah. oh that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Uh, movie's coming out on Friday, February 12th. So, you know, while you're alone up in D.C. after your meetings, you can go see one of these. I am. I do usually take myself out on a little birthday date because I've been in D.C. <laughs> for many of my past birthdays. <laughs> uh, Deadpool is coming out. It's the uh, Marvel Comics anti-hero. No, too um, scary. You think so? Okay. Well, it says the word dead in the title, so <laughs> like I'm going to have to wait till someone else tells me about it. <laughs> I, am, I think now these types of movies are the ones that are like the characters that only deep cut comic nerds really like yeah. because like I've never heard of Deadpool I'm not 
but, just but, Tyler but people, Huckabee, that's it. But yeah, people yeah, are freaking out about it. Yeah. I mean, like the fans are excited. Yeah. But, uh, but this is the first Marvel movie that's rated uh, not just an R, but a hard R. Yeah. Like this is more <laughs> of an adult. No, seriously. No, like, I understand. That was like the big thing coming into it. Like it's gratuitous it's and violent. It's a capital bold R, and they almost italicized it. Yeah. 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 Seriously, you guys. <laughs> yeah. This there's no joking on this. Right. We drew it all. <laughs> a sharp R. Um, also coming out uh, is How to Be Single, which I think is funny for Valentine's Day weekend. It's How to Be uh, Single. It's the kind of the female comedy um, with all these uh, friends in New York, you know, just kind of how, you know, navigating life. Yeah. Looks great. It's kind of like Sex in the City in a movie. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and also, because uh, romantic movies are big that weekend, Zoolander's coming out. Zoolander <laughs> 2. Oh, Derek awesome. and Hansel are modeling again. Can't wait. So. Can't didn't, really, didn't realize it was so soon. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Coming out. This is very exciting. All right. Well, that'll do it for um, entertainment releases uh, in, in case you missed it and all your love advice. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. Listening to Quilt. The song is Roller. At the beginning of the podcast, you actually heard Justin Bieber's new single with Nas. Uh, it's called We Are. And we played it for one reason, one reason only. We just want to thank him for the uh, shout out to Relevant. There yeah, on the hook. right. I think he now wants to thank us for the shout out to him from the Relevant podcast. It's just a circle of love. <laughs> <laughs> Always been a fan. Glad he's finally started singing. We, we, we hey, Biebs, we see you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we see you. Like, I'm, I just want, I'm waiting for a lyric. Where they say like relevant, like the magazine, da da da, you know, like, right. or I, like I'm like a magazine and, relevant. And you please, know. I just gotta say because I can just feel this happening. Yeah. If somebody right now is in the middle of recording their demo, yeah, and you write that lyric, we're not airing it. You gotta be Justin <laughs> Bieber. You gotta be. Yeah. I'll just be. No, the jerk I just want to... like Snoop Dogg to throw that little lyric right. in there, yeah. and I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? No, I got it. Yeah, yeah we made it. We understand. We can retire yeah. now. Or just back a, at you. Yeah, just back a, a you, movie Snoop. with a similar title. As right. a magazine. Right. And a right similar now. font. Right, yes. Exactly. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the relevant. The, the Revenant magazine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, IKEA, the Swedish furniture maker, has figured out a way to dissuade people from ruining otherwise enjoyable dinner parties by spending so much time on their phones. Right now, this is still just a prototype and sort of a promotional experiment. They released it in, in Taiwan and shot a video of it. Uh, but who knows? They make furniture, and they're innovative, and they don't seem very risk-averse. So we may see it coming sometime soon. Basically, they made a table that everyone sits around. Uh, it's made for like you know eight to ten people. And in the middle is almost sort of like a, uh, like a soup crockpot situation where they pour the soup in and there's a big pot that heats it okay. and then everyone kind of fills their bowls and eats throughout the meal. Right. But the trick is in order for the pot to stay hot, it runs on power from cell phones. So what? everyone at the table has to put their phone <laughs> underneath it. this pot and it electronically, it has sensors to know how many phones are beneath the pot. And for everyone that's taken off, the heat gets lower. <laughs> You're like, my soup is cold. Someone's playing Candy 
Crush. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what happened. So in the I spot, you know, people people come to sit at this table for a meal, and they they aren't told this. There's so you know? there's so many problems with this. Well, well, real quick, they aren't they aren't told about it until they sit down. And at one point, a guy takes out takes off his phone to make a phone call or text his message, and the soup starts getting cold. And everyone kind of looks at him like, "Dude, put your phone back in there." <laughs> and so it forces everyone to literally, like, if you take if you start, it's because it's essentially a functional metaphor <laughs> that by using your phone. Yeah. You are making the meal less good for everyone else. In this case, quite literally, because the soup is getting cold that you're eating. Yeah. So, again, it's not, I don't think they have any plans to make it mass production, but it's a pretty ingenious uh, little design. So, uh, hopefully, we can see something similar at, at restaurants or, or places where people do communal dining. Because I think it's a great idea. You, you could also just say, hey, we're, you know, we're instead of tethering it, you could just say, hey, why don't we just like put yeah. our phones at the end of the table to, uh, for dinner right. tonight? Right. You know, like we all agree to it. Hey, right. we all, we're here to dinner party. We're here together. Yeah. Or, you know, but they have to like infuse it with like a Korean barbecue type dynamic where the yeah. food's in the middle. We have oh, to serve those ourselves. Things. Don't even start like on plebeians. those things. Wait, what's wrong with the Korean barbecues? I hate eating with other like, you can sit down at a table and you gotta eat with people because you're not talking about the hibachi experience yeah, you're yeah. talking about <laughs> you hate eating with other people basically you have like a table for one everywhere you go yeah i'm oh, very sad those other people oh valentine's day i don't want to be around you but you're not talking about the uh, volcano hibachi thing i'm you know it's the mm. smaller table of korean barbecue where they yeah. actually you grill the meat right in front of you and yeah. you take it off yourself and you that do to all me the work. is still the like why would i pay for someone else to right. cook the food that's we, true we've talked about this yeah that is true well and i'm not a big meat eater so the idea of like the whole part of our meal is hot, smelly meat. That's not really. Yeah, the, you cook it. If, yeah. You cook it and bring like it Like Mongolian up. barbecue even. It's too much hot meat smell. It's just yeah, a raw, I, love, I love hot meat I, smell. I, yeah, hot, <laughs> meat, hot, that, meat, hot meat smell is his car air freshener. That's his perfume. He just brushes it, you know, sprays it in <laughs> the air and walks thing. through it in the morning and walks out into the kitchen. And, oh, dad's oh, up. Uh, smells yeah, like hot did, meat. Jesse, are you wearing hot meat again? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you do. I, just, yeah, actually I am. It's pork. <laughs> um, so like you know how the at the japanese steakhouse or whatever like it's communal seating like the the, oh, yeah. the person like you go in oh. and the hostess sits you at an assigned place yeah. because there's they got a couple going there's you know? like 16 uh, bar stools around oh. the counter oh yeah the worst. So, so yeah so, but it's all the way around so no lie i went there one time with a friend's birthday party on a weeknight and we were like the only ones in the restaurant so they set us at one of the hibachi things and there's only a couple open seats like we're taking up the entire thing right you know and the guy you know is getting ready to start cooking all of a sudden a single patron walks in oh okay so they're not gonna fire up a whole nother hibachi for this one guy so they just sit him at our birthday party <laughs> who goes <laughs> to one of those that's alone? the only question that matters is who goes by themselves to a hibachi grill well yeah. here's the thing it was right near a hotel uh, so only the only thing i can think is he was like a business traveler or something uh, get okay. it to go get yeah, it to go you don't have a car you okay get hibachi to go of course you can there's yeah. a menu that you can order from at any of those restaurants you can they'll throw a little shrimp right at you <laughs> right outside <laughs> the door but, but you know what i mean like like the, the, the hibachi place is in a dilemma because they, they're not gonna they're like i said they're gonna turn one of these and, and get another chef working for one dude they're just going to sit him with the party yeah. but then oh, yeah. we're all sitting with this guy for the party yeah he's sitting with us the most awkward time during the whole evening 
is when he's saying happy birthday because does he join in? He kind of has to. Right. Yeah, has so, to. so the question I have is, did he sit there quietly and kind of look at his own food or his phone? <laughs> or did he kind of join in like he's part right. of your party? Uh, no, I, I kind of wanted him to join in, but I don't think anyone wanted to be the one that engaged him because at that point, yeah, you know, well, what are you every doing conversation, in, right. you're like, oh, oh, by the way, Rick, uh, one time, me and Steve were uh, out on vacation. <laughs> That's what this story is. Everyone was here but you. Right. So anyway, you know, no one wanted to be, no one had to do that. You know, yeah. I think I think the way you handle that is the same way you handle talking to strangers on an airplane, which is as soon as you've touched Head, down, headphones on, no talking all the way through. As soon as you've touched down, so are you home? Is this a trip? Da, da. Then you get to ask all the questions you've been so curious about the whole flight, but you know you can't talk for three more hours because right. you only have like three minutes. Right. right. So I think that's what you do. When, when he gets the check, you're like, hey, buddy, thanks for joining us. You're right. traveling for work, but he has to leave. So yeah. if, you, if you applied the travel dynamic to it, Jesse, what would you, your friends have done had the guy come in by himself, sat down and put on headphones? Because that's what I would have done if I had yeah. to do the plane etiquette. So, 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 so you would have. So you go in. You're, 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 you're road weary traveler. <laughs> you look out the window of your hotel room, and there's not a lot of options. But you're like, you know, I am hungry and Japanese. Maybe you haven't even been to one of these places before. You don't know the community <laughs> dynamic of it. Right. So you wander in, you get seated. At that point, you're just kind of putting the pieces together. So you're saying, Cameron, you don't just walk out and make it weird. You just kind of look at everyone, nod, put headphones in, and nah, just do your thing. I wouldn't. I was just saying, if if Shauna's uh, advice applied to what we all do on an airplane, yeah. I would I would be the guy sitting there with large yeah. uh, noise canceling headphones. Yeah, I'd not bring just. On the airplane, but also at the gate. Yes, yes. that's true. Yes, yes. yes. I would have walked into I, the restaurant. The first eighteen times I didn't meet Cameron right. was being in the multiple simul the same airport and gate with him, and he's still just wearing his huge headphones. <laughs> right. Like I guess I'll say hello to him in the next airport or going through customs. That's what I really country. need. I'm wearing. I realized an issue with traveling that I didn't know about, but I really need to remedy this because I just wear the the iPhone headphones, right? Mm. But people have a sense that they can talk to you still with yeah, those. Yeah, because you can still hear the room. I need something yeah. that's like cool that doesn't look too puffy and weird, but that covers your ears. Yeah. So it's like I, I I can't hear you, even though I probably can. I can't hear yeah. you. Like, they don't even try. I can tell you from experience. Just get like earmuffs. That's what I need. That's yeah. what I need. Yeah. yeah. That's and you don't get the ear fatigue of long flights. With the little they thing do, being it inside hurts your inside ear. Of my, yeah, it gets yeah. a little sore. Okay. Yeah. So all right. Because uh, I got the little. Um, okay. What do you have, Eddie? Um, you guys know that I'm always up on the technology beat and uh, and things that are so hot right now. Uh, things that have been so hot right now in previous slices. The Pope has been very hot mm-hmm. for a while. I had a real moment there. <laughs> so hot. So hot. Um, and uh, lately, Jeremiah, what's the coolest thing in technology? Your brother's really familiar with them. Oh, uh, drones? Drones. <laughs> drones. Yep, exactly drones. right. Drones are so hot right really? now. Yeah, everybody's got to have a drone because I got to have my iPhone go up in the air. I don't understand it. Um, but basically, uh, drones are becoming... I think you don't understand how drones work. <laughs> <laughs> I got my iPhone go up in the air for some reason now. Get a signal. Just like drone it on. Dinner's going to be cold if I don't have the Just, iPhone up in okay, the air. Okay, drone hey, Eddie, me. Eddie, I'm not sure you know what a drone is. Yeah, yeah it's like a little, um, it's like the thing that uh, like BB-8 yeah, goes around. Right, yeah. right, it goes yeah. around and he Droid, does right. like uh, chores for you yeah. and things like that. As yeah, a like drone. Rosie from the Jetsons. Yeah, yeah right. So everybody's got, a, everybody's got a drone. I get it. We're at a wedding. You got to have the flying around shots. I get it. Uh, but drones are becoming an issue you know famously if you have gone into the white house uh um, no fly zone yeah the no fly zone they've yeah. like gone over the white house fence and people are trying to figure out like okay as we embrace this technology and amazon's going to deliver with drones and pizza drones and all that kind of stuff how do we also control this yeah a lot of thoughts are out there. Well, you can shoot them down, but the problem is you have rogue uh, shots going, and uh, 
you know, you don't want to just be shooting, just shooting well, stuff. So I shooting think it's gun. less about the bullet. It's the fact that now a robot Drone. is falling from the sky and right. it could land on something. Right. There's been some thought that, well, that, but that's the second part. There's You can jam the sensors of the drone, but then the drone just falls to the ground. You know, you get a daycare. You don't want to ha- that to happen. Yeah, you you don't understand want robots the, falling the on the children. All I mean, the drones <laughs> flying over daycare. Just, right. Yes. right. Taking right. pictures Obviously. of the children right. out playing. Right. Right. You got your daycare yeah. drones. And, you know, you understand the problem here. Well, yeah, it, people throw up their phones by the daycare. It's droning around. Right. Right. Everybody's droning for the weekend or whatever. <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, a uh, Dutch police have come up with what is probably the most ingenious way. And I will tell you that um, every time I'm picking a slice, I think, you know, is this for, you know, my friends who care about this, that, and the other thing? This slice is for Jesse Carey. And I'm bringing this as a gift for my friend. Oh. Dutch police have a come du- up- A gift that's being delivered by drone. I will also right. take yeah. this as a gift as a Dutch person. Yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. So you know everybody that I'm going to be talking about. Everybody yeah. from uh, Dutchland. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so the Dutch police are training eagles to fly <gasps> into the air and take the drones down. There is a full law enforcement team in the Netherlands, and they are teaming up with a raptor training company to train the birds to intercept the quadcopters. And it's actually uh, working fairly well, and the eagles are doing a very good job of taking down the drones. Um, the The only issue that they find is that the carbon fiber propellers are pretty rough on the, dr- on the talons, and so they're having to figure yeah. out some way to cover up the talons, but... Uh, uh, the the eagles are doing a gr- steel reinforced talons, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. some some sort of armor. Isn't that the most American thing ever that we are not doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. It seems like it was our it's our right for that to yeah, be our idea. Yeah, they should have asked us first. I'm like telling we, you, my people are smart. Yeah, but <laughs> we send Dutch, yeah we, we send up a bald eagle and we keep thrifty. it from we, right windmills. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to basically bring to Jesse's attention and to the world's attention, I suppose, that in in the, the future in the future we're gonna have all these flying robots Everybody's all of our packages all over the place that's right and trained steel reinforced right. talon right. birds of prey right take them down one by one and as an american and be a fight between the robots and the birds yeah, i was gonna say this is a terrible idea we're we're, we're literally arming both sides here. <laughs> <laughs> we have the, the the animals that we've enslaved for right. generations on one side that yeah. we're teaching to, right. to take down the technology that we've created to keep animals and nature under control, which is now enslaving us. It's terrible. I know, but here's what I'm saying. You finally have a reason to buy a trained attack eagle. Like, you've kind <laughs> of been, like, hinting around and maybe this is something you yeah. want to get into, but now, as an American, you're right to bear arms. The drones <laughs> are either going to come into your home yeah. or you're going to have an eagle to protect you so and your family. He's going to claim a no-fly zone over his home no, property. No, no, no. no, and if it gets too close, yeah. old Jesse's eagle... Out the front door. Screech. Screech is going to take her out. (laughs) Screech is going to take out that drone. Um, So I think this is the number one thing that I want to see in my life is a drone eagle matchup in the air. I think it would be really interesting. Have you seen the video, uh, speaking of the what people want to use drones for in a positive way, the Amazon UK put out like a five minute video of how their drone delivery would work. Yeah. And it shows it actually working and stuff. And within, th- you basically place a, an order on Amazon, and within 30 minutes, the item is on your doorstep because it was delivered robotically. And it talks to all the safety things about it and stuff, and it looked fascinating. You can, go, it's on YouTube. You can find this, like, yeah. Amazon drone delivery. Not at my house. But then <laughs> there's news like this all the time of, like, I just saw one yesterday where, like, a guy uh, has invented this thing that uh, he can shoot up in the air, uh, like, a, a, a beam of some sort, and it doesn't 
cause it to seize up and fall the drones yeah. but it somehow cuts off the control that was there and it lands safely Ooh. but basically he can take down drones now Dang. and that's so imagine if like amazon merchandise is flying over your house and you just start like intercepting the drones no i, yeah. un- I understand yeah my eagle will never we will come our entire neighborhood my eagle will just be circling our neighborhood <laughs> waiting for a drone to come Eddie, into our what airspace. Are your, what are your concerns about consumer drones? Um, I have no concerns about consumer drones. I just want that eagle. Like, that's, <laughs> I just want to see the in-air collision. I just want to know that if I, I yeah. do develop any concerns, I have yeah. an eagle to take it No, out. that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'll put my iPhone on a helicopter and fly it around and do whatever you guys do with it. That's fine. Do apps in space. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Right. I just want an eagle as well. I, I think <laughs> we, we were on vacation recently and lots of people, not lots, but there were several people down there that had them um, like a camera on the drone following them snorkeling and scuba diving. Yeah. So they got like footage of that. But oh, that gets yeah. a little weird, right? Because then they go over your boat, uh-huh, which yeah. essentially is like your house. Yep. You might be making a sandwich. You might be changing your clothes, you, you know, and you're like, hey, yeah, you're out there. You're in international weird. waters. There's no rules out there. You do whatever you got to do <laughs> out in international waters. You don't want. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. You don't want Obama flying so over. I had my eagle <laughs> yeah. taken down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my knowledge of maritime law tells me. Yeah. That I can do whatever I want. If I'm the captain of that boat, I can imprison a person. I can marry a person. I can imprison a person, put them on a drone, and fly them to my Eagle Air. All I need to be is 35 yards offshore. I actually, I went on a cruise something like five miles, not 35 yards. I went on. It's you know, it's it's a gray area, Cameron. Uh, If we have any captains, I I can be gambling up on a drone, and 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 no one can stop me legally. Yeah, I would like to talk to a captain sometime about maritime law. Like, what do what what do you have the free What's that? It's called Wikipedia, and you can find out whatever you want. Yeah, but like, does he know what he is allowed to do once you're out on international waters when you're the captain? Totally, and he had to go through like that. You, you, you know, you get licensed for a certain boat length. Yeah, so he's like a big boat captain. Yeah, he knows all that stuff. We gotta talk to Todd. He's a man's man. Yeah, yeah, he he sounds pretty cool. He's got a motorcycle. Podcast sounds a lot like a pirate. Toddcast. Yeah. I, think, I think we need to do a maritime law podcast. Yeah. <laughs> starring, <laughs> starring, starring Todd. Yeah. Laws of the Sea, episode one. Yeah. Murder. <laughs> He's the Murder. silentest person I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you have, uh, Shauna? Okay, I think this is spectacular. I also think I, I was a little nervous. Like I asked Jeremiah, like, over the line, but we're gonna go with it. So <laughs> picture with me in the age of social media, right? There's this um uh pictures or it didn't happen idea, right? right? Okay. So picture with me a photo. You've seen this a million times. It's a guy, it's a girl. Whoa, whoa, Guy's got his whoa. arm around the girl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Girls holding up her left ring finger. Happy faces all around, mm-hmm. right? So this is their big announcement. Right. This and, yeah. and the caption says, the love of my life has asked me to be his wife. He doesn't have the official ring yet, but it doesn't matter. We're thrilled. Okay, sure. Okay, you're picturing this. So it's just, so just got like Sup- take a piece of paper or a rubber yeah. band or something. You can't Sup- quite tell what it is, but you can tell. This um, is the, yeah. he proposed. I'm very right? happy for him. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, like yeah. that. Liked it. Tons of happy comments. Right. This is great. Uh, And then there's one, and it says, it's from her dad, and it says, please call home. Goo. Your mother is confused, and we need to talk. Then the next comment says, I think you forgot to crop the picture. No, 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 no. Uh Uh-oh. What's in the corner of the picture? Oh, it's like like, uh, beer or drugs or something? No. 
Why <gasps> might you oh, get married? Oh, I unexpectedly. I just real. It's a pregnancy test. There are pregnancy <laughs> tests right next to them. No. <laughs> No, they have no way. idea. So, like, all the comments are like, "Oh, this is hilarious! Oh, this is the cleverest thing I've ever seen." They're like, "What do you mean clever? Oh, what do you? No. Not- oh like, no! You're like, there's a plus, not a minus on that little stick. So, congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> so she read down all the comments. She does like a total like, wait, what, what? Oh, and one of her comments is just oh, period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. It, and she's like, well, yeah, no way. So Oh no! Oh gosh! So that's how her parents that found out. Is spectacular. Well, you know, I mean, she here's wow. to her credit, she avoided an awkward conversation down the road. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just of people doing the math. Just did it the old-fashioned, right? Exactly. All of a sudden, <laughs> the, the hidden, kid comes home hidden, and is yeah, fourteen. The old-fashioned like, way. Hidden hey. clues in an Instagram picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. One of those like note to self before you post any picture ever. Do one extra look for what might be in there yeah, and what yeah, you might yeah. be announcing to everyone in your life. And oh. maybe your parents just find out before you post it on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, like maybe right. just give them a buzz and, you know, maybe have that line of communication open so that dad doesn't have to post on your Facebook to call home. Yeah. Right? I would say that does suggest not a super immediate communication pattern between them. Oh, oh man. man. That is a bummer. That's the worst. <laughs> that is a great and terrifying <laughs> prospect. I learned, yeah. I'm always shocked by what people notice in, in like pictures that I post. Like I think, oh, there's a picture of my kid and then they're like, you know, they see something in the background. I'm like, whoa. People Man, are looking you haven't really washed the dishes since Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> this is super weird. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. All right, well, that'll do it for Slices. Yeah. Stay tuned. Up next, Philip LeBrew. I've never known anybody anybody like Somebody, it's all too much to take me home on my way. Heading back down to downtown LA. Take me home on my way. Heading back down to downtown LA. Keep on trying now to do the things to stay together. You're listening to Youth Club. Uh, the song is DTLA, which stands for Can Downtown get, LA. Oh, I wasn't going to guess that. Yeah, yeah, in the biz. Yeah. Well, this week's uh, feature performance is brought to you by Squarespace. Oh, yes. Uh, listen, it's the new year, yeah. and what what better time to make a second first impression than with a brand new website? I'm helping like five different people make Squarespaces now because I'm on the podcast and we keep serious? talking about it. People are like, "Well, clearly you know," and it's like, "Well, <laughs> anyone can know. It's that easy." That's actually <laughs> just true. Lo- log in. I'm, a, I'm updating the the relevant one this weekend actually with some new photography and yeah, stuff and i'm excited about new it. features uh with squarespace your site looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level meaning even jeremiah and yeah, i can do it exactly. no coding is required it's intuitive and it has easy to use tools squarespace has state-of-the-art technology powering your site which makes it secure and stable and squarespace is trusted by by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world Plans start at just eight bucks a month and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year uh you can start your free site <clears throat> You can start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. But if you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Philip LaRue has produced and collaborated with a ton of artists. I mean, if, if there's a Christian artist or a country artist, 
You can just name one. He's probably collaborated with yep. him. Yep. But he's not just a producer and a songwriter. He's right. actually an artist in his own right. He, um, I first met Philip when he and his sister Natalie uh, were the band LaRue. <laughs> and uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, CCM scene. Yeah. And uh, now he's in uh, Us and Our Daughters with his wife. Mm-hmm. And, and he has a brand new solo project out, uh, just came out. It, uh, it's called You. Uh, playing some songs from the new album. Here is Philip LaRue. Uh, this next song is called Carry You. And a buddy of mine wrote this up. We were uh, staying at a cabin up in the mountains in Tennessee. And I, w- I just really wanted, wanted to write a song um, that would hopefully inspire someone to, to make it through the dark seasons of, the lo- of their life. I've been in those dark seasons. I've battled with um, uh, of what's happening in my life, what's next. And I wanted to write a song um that would just encourage people to, to, to push forward, to, to carry on and, um, to not let their circumstances define, uh, their attitude or character or even their dreams. Like sometimes we can be so impacted by what's happening in our life. We can begin to just, uh, almost in a sense, like just looking at our feet and not looking forward. So we don't know where we're walking. And so hopefully this song inspires people to look up, look forward, and uh, to, to push through and carry on through their circumstances. You cannot see but you're inches away from the edge The canyons will call but don't you dare listen to them It may quicken your heart, may break, but no. I am where I stand, and I will not let you go. Cause I will carry you, carry you, carry you away from it all. I won't let you fall. Cause I will lift you up, lift you up, lift you up into the light Don't close your eyes till the morning And let it all begin Let it all begin The wind's on your back, the sonnet above your soul There's so much of you that you still need to know The rain, it is falling like a river sweet I'm hoping the current will lead you right back to me I will carry you, carry you, carry you away from it all I won't let you fall Cause I will lift you up, lift you up, lift you up into the light Don't close your eyes Till the morning And let it all begin let it all begin Let it all begin
Dark is how I carry you, carry you, carry you away from it all. I won't let you fall. Cause I will lift you up, lift you up, lift you up into the light. Don't close your eyes till the morning and let it all begin. Let it all begin. Let it all begin. Let it all begin. That was Philip LaRue. Stay tuned. Up next, Seth Godin. Seattle School of Theology and Psychology is a graduate school and seminary where the mission is to train people to be competent in the study of text, soul, and culture in order to serve God and neighbor through transforming relationships. For the Seattle School, text, soul, culture is not an isolated model of understanding at a distance in one's own mind, but a dynamic process lived out in the beauty and brokenness of community in real time. They set out to do more than shape individuals to think differently. Their mission is about cultivating transformative storytellers and activating provocators of change. The Seattle School offers training that is interdisciplinary, innovative, embodied, and formational. Learn more about their graduate degrees in divinity, counseling psychology, and theology and culture at theseattleschool.edu. Listening to Little Wolves, the song is Home. Is it Lil? Lil? L I L apostrophe. Oh. No, it's Little Wolves. <laughs> if you have Little Wolves in your home, yeah. you need to call an exterminator. Yeah, call Jesse. It's the most adorable infestation in the world. <laughs> Seth Godin is the author of 18 books that have been bestsellers Jeez. around the world and have been translated into more than 35 languages. He writes about the post industrial revolution, the way ideas spread, marketing, quitting, leadership, and most of all, changing everything. You might be familiar with his books, Lynchpin, Tribes, The Dip, Purple Cow. Oh, Purple Cow. I love that book. Yeah. Uh, his blog, which, fun fact, you can find his blog by typing the word Seth into Google. See, I'm always looking for my brother on Google and <laughs> Seth Godin pops up. It's one of the most popular blogs in the world. And then recently, uh, Seth uh, once again set the book publishing industry on its ear by launching a series of four books via Kickstarter. He just is like, I don't need to make a dollar a book from the publisher. Yeah. Why don't we just do it? Do it direct, you know? Yeah, me and him are like the same guy, you know? Just The campaign uh, reached its goal after three hours and ended up becoming the most successful book project ever done this way. His newest book, What to Do When It's Your Turn, is already a bestseller. Our very own Aaron Hanbury spoke with him about changing the world. Here is Seth Godin. What do you think about the landscape of success and how the younger generation views it? The biggest shift in our culture is the death of the industrial era that consists of mass production, mass marketing, mass distribution, meaning you can't get the job your parents got because it doesn't exist the way it used to, where you sit in an office, do what you're told, get uh, positive feedback, money and security. 
that the way we absorb ideas don't come from three dominant TV networks and two newspapers per town. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we blow those things up, culture has to get shifted as a result. And that means that uh, new forms of expression are going to come along and new ways of measuring success are going to come along. I don't think it's accurate to say that those things shift so much around money as much as they shift around who we look to to know if we're doing the right thing, who we look to to know if we're a success. Mm-hmm. That somebody who makes a lot of money in 1975 but is doing it in a way that their peers frown on is not as happy as someone in 1975 who's making less money but is embraced by her peers for doing the right thing. So that's always been true. The difference now is it's so much easier because everyone has their own media channel Mm. to be really clear about what is important to you and to get feedback as to whether you're on the right path or not. And so we're finding these tribal connections, giving people sustenance that they used to look for in an office. Mm -hmm. And do you have in mind there... uh social media primarily? Well, I think that Facebook is an example of this, but it's just the whole swirl of it that even if you are not on Facebook, and I'm not, you will find people who know what you're up to before you walk into the room, that we all have more acquaintances and friends than our parents' generation did because everybody is more closely related via this handshake network. And what that means is it's so much harder to do that thing you were going to do without the people around you chiming in. Mm -hmm. So I would assume there's good and bad in that. I mean, would you see that shift as a healthy one or as a um, maybe, or is it kind of a (laughs) non-moral fact? Well, it's, you know, all of these changes are always good and bad. You get one thing and you lose something else. That for people who say this will inevitably lead to a loss of industrial productivity, which will inevitably lead to a loss of world power, they are correct. That um, you definitely can create more success in an industrialized economy if it's uh, a lockstep, top-down, great firewall of China obedience-based factory system. That doesn't mean that the goal needs to be more productivity. Maybe the goal needs to be more connection and more happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what's happening here is the people who are better connected than ever are thriving there. Uh, the people who feel like they're being belittled or bullied or left out are hurting. And it's up to us in our culture to figure out how to weave better bonds, more inclusive bonds, because our goal in life shouldn't be to see who can make the most widgets before they die. Mm -hmm. I think our goal should be who can make the most difference before they die. And so would you see a shift at the same time as you have this kind of economic or industrial shift uh, in the ways in which or what it means to make a difference? Yeah, I think that it's, it's, uh, it's pretty simple but incorrect to say that there's an entire generation of philanthropists that are coming along. Um, that Blake has done a really brilliant job with Tom's shoes and they're well marketed. But most people who buy Tom's shoes are not buying them because they're trying to uh, get shoes to the unshoed. 
they're buying them because the circle that they are in will admire them for buying them. Mm. That mm-hmm. first and foremost, they are shoes. And those shoes carry a label, an emblem, a symbol that buys somebody some credibility with their crowd. What's really interesting to me is how many people are embracing micro-social action, social entrepreneurship, figuring out how to create experiences or products that literally change their corner of the world, and that is spreading. So that you know, the the Acumen Fund, where I'm on the advisory board, is just overwhelmed by the people from around the world who aren't showing up to say, "Here's a hundred thousand dollars to invest." They're showing up to say, "How can I, in my little town, start these conversations, create these interactions that actually raise the bar for everybody else?" Uh, When this society or this culture approaches work, um, there's the obvious goal of being successful. And I would imagine that for everybody in all time, success has been somewhat of a personal thing, right? That you identify it within yourself. But then I think all the other times in history, we've also had a lot of collective unity about what it looks like, you know, to be successful, even if one or two people decided success was not a lot of money and living at home and working one day a week, uh, they wouldn't be perceived that way. Is that, do we live in a society or an economy of success where everybody gets to decide uh, what is success for them or whatnot? Or is this a generation that has a clearly or a unified vision of success uh, to which in our case, our readers should subscribe or repin their thinking? Everyone has always been able to decide this. The difference is you used to be geography bound that the people at the country club and your next door neighbors reflected back to you whatever they wanted about their perception of your success. Now, thanks to digital tribes, thanks to the fact that you are connected to more people, you can surround yourself with fellow travelers who agree with your definition of success, which Mm -hmm. makes it a lot easier for you to feel successful. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm trying to imagine what Woody Guthrie's life would have been like, or um, you know what Che Guevara's life would have been like if they had been surrounded by more people who agreed with them, as opposed to being seen always as an outsider. And that I think is the giant shift. That my guess is, given the power of television and the economy, this generation would have gone along quite happily, but the economy let them down by yeah. not keeping its promise. Yeah. Right. The economy said, go to school, get good grades, use a number two pencil, get into a famous college. And when you're done with that, we'll give you a job for life and surround you with people who say you're doing a good job. Right. And you'll have the money to pay off your school debt. <laughs> exactly. So instead, everyone went and got a quarter million dollars in debt, did what they were told. And then the economy said, well, we were just kidding. And so given that uh, is not inappropriate at all for millions of people of every age to say, wait, why don't I just surround myself with people who instead of whining are actually going to find a productive, engaging thing to do with themselves. What you're, what you're describing, I think is really interesting with, um, we, we can surround ourselves with tribes of people who affirm what we're doing in an academic setting, just to pull from kind of some familiar territory, we would, we would call that, um, inbreeding and it would be very negative, right? That we, we form false senses 
of what we know and don't know because we only know what the group is affirming the group around us affirms is that is that still a reality would you say kind of in in our cultural milieu now where it's unhealthy to just surround ourselves with affirmers or at least similarly interested people or uh, is that a dis- discontinuous analogy Oh, I have real problem with that analogy. I think the filter bubble and uh, our, and diversity and our awareness of alternative points of view are essential to understand. I don't think you can be a happy, complete participant in our society by isolating yourself merely with fellow travelers. But to describe travel behavior as a negative inbreeding thing, well, then we have to blow up every church, every uh nationality every cuisine every profession mm-hmm. right because there is no right way to do most things there is no right way to make an omelet but mm-hmm. if you are surrounded by people who say this is how french chefs make omelets well then you can find satisfaction in being a professional um the same thing is true with spirituality I think that even the most uh, committed member of any church has to acknowledge that the people in the other churches have are entitled to their point of view. But we don't call going to your particular place inbreeding. We mm-hmm. call it reinforcing the work you seek to do in that space. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that we desperately need these interactions and getting out of the filter bubble. But I think it's essential for our happiness as humans to be reinforced in the choices we make. I'm thinking again of the person who knows he or she um, wants to change the world. Christians in particular, you know, we, we've got um, and, and should have at least an impetus to change the world, to affect the world for good. Um, they want to do it, but they don't, they don't know what that means other than it's something they should be about. So where would you have uh, us or that person start? I mean, uh, what does he or she need to do? So I know people, some of whom are my dear friends, who are at the top leveraged spot with massive nonprofits, political power, etc. None of them can change the whole world. And if you're saying to yourself, I'm not old enough or not powerful enough to change the world, I'm just going to wait or just read some books. I'm calling that bluff. Mm. You can't change the world, but you can change five people. Why don't you just change five people today? Because if you change five people today, you might be able to change six people tomorrow. And then you're on on your way. Because most people change nobody. Mm. The way we change the world is with the smallest possible group. Change them, repeat. You don't need a license. You don't need a permit. You know, you are probably surrounded by people who say that they are holier than you or more qualified than you or more authorized than you. But you don't need a permit to change someone. You just need to care. You are an email away from someone who makes $3 a day, $4 a day in Hyderabad. You are a block away from a senior citizen who hasn't seen somebody under 50 face to face in three weeks uh, and everywhere in between. I think that, you know, having worked with people in the slums of Kabira and having worked with people uh, in Bareilly, India, etc., I can imagine how difficult life is for somebody who has almost nothing. But they don't want to wait for you to get your act together. 
what needs to happen is you need to find someone who's disconnected, someone who's in pain, someone who needs a hand up and figure out how to shine your light on them. And that's not eliminating genocide in Darfur, but it might be finding one person who survived Darfur, just one, and helping them get a job. Or mm -hmm. it might be finding a student who's been left behind and teaching her how to read. That's enough. Start there, then repeat. That was Seth Godin. Make sure to follow his blog at sethgodin.com or on Twitter at this is Seth's blog. Stay tuned up next, another performance from our studio by Phil LaRue. This is the low. listening to on dead waves the song is blue inside you know if you're floating along on dead waves you probably are blue inside. oh yeah there it is <laughs> it's a mafia reference yeah. <laughs> i always love it when phil larue comes through the studio because he's one of these artists that who his music is just perfect for the intimate kind of yeah. setting that we do here yeah you yeah know? he doesn't have to to reinvent what he does in a new way it actually translates really well the way he wrote it into our would studio. you say better than the actual album I would say better than the actual album because Circuit I recorded it, so that's what I do, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, performing another song from his brand new album, You. Here is Philip LaRue. Uh, this song is called Memories, and uh, uh, this song is actually inspired by my wife, Leah. We've been, uh, we've been married 13 years. It'll be 13 years in March, which is kind of crazy. And uh, I was watching her fall asleep one night next to me in bed, and, and um, I was just reminded of all that we've been through as a couple and all the trials that God's allowed us to walk through and, and also all the beautiful highlights of our, of our love and our story. And I was also thinking about like the tension between holding on, wanting to hold on to life in those little moments. We all experience those little moments in life when it's like, Oh my gosh, if I could just bottle this and remember this forever, if I could just capture this and open it up whenever I wanted to and how hard that is. And yet that's what makes life beautiful. It's interesting. It's like such a dichotomy because it's, it moves so fast and, and it's so fragile. And yet that's the very reason why we need to hold it close to our hearts and cherish each moment the best that we can. Memories are like falling leaves They're blowing in the wind you try, but you can catch them, and it lies in a rush. The days they move too fast. You try to make them last, but they keep on moving like a river to the ocean, always rolling. Let it love, let it go. 
Tell me now, I'll always be. Say it so, say it so, say it so, say it so. You can catch 'em, and it lies in our eyes. The days they move too fast. You try to make 'em last, but they keep on moving like a river to the ocean, always rolling. Let it love, let it go. Tell me now, always be. Say it so, say it so, say it so, say it so. Feel the touch, hear it breathe, watch it move in its sleep. Every second sets to frame. Oh my God, no one is the same, the same. Feel the quiet. Hear a whisper, hold on tighter. Time's a killer. Will I run at you and I? Will I run and only if we try tonight? Leave tonight. Tell me now, say it so, say it so, say it so. That was Philip Larue. Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. Living isn't easy when you've been free and it's taken away. Listening to Fife, not to be confused with Fife Dog from a tribe called Quest. It's just Fife, F Y F, and not not Barney Fife, right? No, he's dead. Okay, <laughs> uh, the song is Solace. <laughs> okay. okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, actually, you know, a lot of times when Sean's on the show, she had to vanish before this, like magically. You know, she's just gone. <laughs> but the show kept happening. It's really sure. weird. This week, Sean is here. Eddie vanished. No one knows what happened. Yeah. The rap show. He might be a zombie. Yeah. He's a zombie. Uh, Good segue. Last week's uh, question of the week, we asked you guys, uh, if you heard the show, we got talking about Shauna's books and stuff and and, uh, about zombies, of course. Right. And man, how much scarier would her her books be if it was like bread and wine and zombies? And so the question of the week last week was we wanted you guys to add a word to a Christian book title to turn it into a horror story. (laughs) You guys went over to Twitter, um, uh, hit us up at Relevant Podcast, and you all also made a hashtag 
add a word, make it scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you guys, uh, there's a lot of good stuff. You guys also went over to the podcast episode page at rollermagazine.com and posted some there as well. Uh, but here's a few of our favorite add a word, make it scary that we saw. Chris Morphew, I'm going to read a couple of his because they <laughs> were brilliant. Uh, Till we have faces removed. <laughs> <laughs> The purpose-driven knife. <laughs> See, they didn't add a word. They changed a word. See, yeah. I saw a few people doing that. They were replacing words. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't we'll give that... it a pass. All right. It was all right. All right. Okay. I loved um, Andrew Michael says the silver electric chair <laughs> instead of the silver chair. Yep. Chris, again, this is one. your best life ends now. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Ravello, crazy chainsaw love. Oh. Um, uh, Colleen Powell just went straight for Shana Nyquist's uh, library, uh, cold-blooded tangerines, <laughs> uh, bittersweet murderers, <laughs> and savor the zombie apocalypse. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Michael Lettner uh, said bringing up dead girls. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> so creepy. I mean, this one from Michael Lenner. Love and respect death. <laughs> uh, I've evidently, uh, there's a Joel Osteen book called You Can, You Will. So obviously, Travis Hayes says, You can, you will die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone did make the point that almost all Don Miller's books are real easy to make scary. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob Garrett. Yeah. He went down the list. Yeah. Uh, Blue Like Zombies, A Million Zombies. Zombies in a thousand years. Now that'd be terrifying. Uh, Lauren Patterson uh, went 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 Nequist on us and said, uh, "Savor dot 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 brains. Savor <laughs> brains." Uh, colon three hundred sixty five devotions for zombies. <laughs> uh, Chris made love and respect now. Love and respect now die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! From Andrew, the magician's sadistic nephew. That's just creepy. Oh, that is yeah. super creepy. That's funny. No, <laughs> so you know what? I'd probably read that. that <laughs> oh, oh no, man, that's this about. is fun. This yeah. is a good one. Um, if you want to check them out, it's at hashtag add a word make it scary on uh, Twitter, and then there's a bunch of them on our uh, in the comments on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Okay, it's time for this week's. Editorial question of the week. Hey. Um, well, you know, earlier in the show, uh, Jesse and Shauna taught us how to love. Yeah, and yeah, it's in great timing because, you know, next week is Valentine's Day. So we want everybody to be prepared. And we know that, you know, up to this point where now you are really, you've been taught how to love well yeah. on Valentine's Day. A, a lot of people didn't know, didn't know any better and probably didn't have great Valentine's Days every year. Yeah. Uh, everybody has a story of a bad Valentine's Day, a disappointing Valentine's Day, a crazy, awful, everything went terrible Valentine's Day. Yeah. So for this week's question of the week, we want to know your worst Valentine's Day stories. <laughs> um, yeah. How, however that goes in your head, we want to know. Yeah. You yeah. can hit us up on Twitter at Roland Podcast. Uh, you can hit it and also post your stories of because they're probably going to be long and intense on the, uh, in the comments on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. And both perspectives. You can be the victim of a bad Valentine's or the, Day or the, or the victimizer, the creator. The creator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We want to hear both. Yeah. Can I tell you my bad Valentine's Day? I have two, actually. Oh, my oh goodness. yeah. Okay, so one, um, I had just started dating a guy, but we were definitely dating. And when the topic of Valentine's Day came up, he told me that um, he actually wanted to spend that night playing poker with the guys. Oh. <laughs> how, <laughs> yeah. how, long, how deep in it were you? How long were oh, you? Oh, I mean, I was in high school. But, okay, all right. But he was my boyfriend. I mean, yeah, sure. I, so it wasn't like, felt... It wasn't like two weeks earlier, you guys went out for the first time, and you want to keep dating, but he just didn't quite... 
He, it was like maybe two months. Oh, okay. oh no, no, no. So you're yeah, in a yeah, real yeah. relationship. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're locked yeah. in. It yeah. matters now. You have plans yeah. on the 14th. Right. Yeah. If you've been and dating then, two um, When I was in college, I had like the worst breakup of my life. Absolutely worst. Heartbroken. Thought I'd marry him. He started dating my friend. They, I mean, it was like the, the just oh, like no. total disaster upon disaster. That's the worst. And I was just beside myself. And um, so my mom said, I'm going to come out from Chicago and we're going to go away together for the weekend for President's Day weekend. We're just going to get you out of there. You guys are big President's Day people. Well, I just, I had a couple days off school and so my mom and i drove from santa barbara up to napa to stay and we stayed at this beautiful bed and breakfast and uh we get all checked in and they say oh yeah there's like you know wine and cheese or whatever at uh down in the lobby or whatever you can meet some people i'm like okay i mean i guess and we walked down there and we had we knew it was president's day weekend we had not realized that it was also valentine's day uh-huh. So I spent Valentine's Day at a romantic bed and breakfast in Napa Valley with my mom. <laughs> Just We're like thinking, surrounded so by couples. thinking about the love of your life being with your yeah. friend. It's just yeah. like romance everywhere. I like grab a tray of wine, like mom, get some cheese. We're going back to the room. Yeah. Well, like, you think yeah. you think that sad, Shauna? Your dad was by himself. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. The only thing that would have made that sadder if you were told your mom at the last minute you're going to play poker with friends. <laughs> her, her dad, her dad had such a bad Valentine's Day weekend. He all he brought himself to do is get out of the house and go down to a local hibachi restaurant <laughs> by himself. <laughs> And he got stuck with a birthday party. <laughs> hey, you didn't even bring headphones. <laughs> Weird for everybody, including the chef. You throw a trip to that guy? I mean, the, the party's tipping the main thing. Sorry, Pat, sorry, pal, you're not getting a shrimp. <laughs> Overflyed, you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, we. I can't wait to hear the feedback. I, these, these are Jesse's favorite weeks of feedback because love he it. loves the awkward stories. I relish yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Well, many thanks to our, our guest for joining us, um, Philip Larue. Uh, you can check out his new album. It's called You. It's available everywhere music sold or streamed. And also thanks to Seth Godin. Uh, make sure to check out SethGodin.com. You can follow him on Twitter. This is Seth Seth's blog. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's really about, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Thanks also to our sponsors uh, for making the show possible. Uh, remember, audible.com is uh, giving relevant podcast listeners a special offer. If you go to audible.com slash relevant, you can um, get started today with a free trial, 30 day trial membership. Um, download any book and just get going. And then also thanks to Squarespace. Remember, you can start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. But if you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code relevant relevant to get 10% off your first purchase. Uh, remember, if you're on Spotify, we have official relevant playlists. Just go check them out. Search for relevant. Uh, we keep adding new ones. Uh, we're doing some fun nostalgic lists this week. So check out the Spotify playlists. Uh, several of them updated every week. Mm-hmm. So subscribe to those and get the magazine uh, at relevantmagazine.com right now. You can subscribe for only... 12 bucks. It's a buck a month. It's a pretty good deal. And you get instant access to the uh, tablet editions. And our next issue, if you subscribe this week, you'll definitely get our, our March issue, our big anniversary issue. Um, it's our music issue. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of really cool content in the March issue yeah. coming up. Uh, if you subscribe today, you'll get it in time. And and it costs less than one cup of artisanal coffee a year. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I have an article in that one, I think. You yes, do. Right? You, you do. do. Yes, yes, you do. It was awesome. phenomenal. Uh, I was very excited about it. Oh, sorry. I got cut, Shauna. And and (laughs) if you're not sure which issue Shauna's in, her name's on the cover. Yep. Is it really? Yeah. 
You're kidding. I made that mistake once with John Acuff. First time he wrote for us, I didn't mention that he wrote like in the issue, you know, and I mm-hmm. left his name up and he held a grudge for years Yeah, that I finally found out about. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to make that mistake with Shauna. And Shauna yeah. holds a mean I was, grudge. I was getting yeah. ready to have a yeah. She you is know a me. grudge yeah. holder. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a music issue, like actually the only cover lines we have that are designed are, are the bands that we're highlighting yeah. that we're really excited about. So that, that line of other content if you're mm-hmm. not into music it's oscar winning director alejandro Inuritu, Ooh. sean and equist yep and then a couple other big names <laughs> jeremiah yeah. dunlap yes yeah i wrote awesome. the whole, yeah. yeah and my book covers in there and it's not even on amazon yet that's so you see great it first. yeah you can read eddie's comments about her book yeah cover you can the see the shoes yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it well on that note we'll wrap it up i'm cameron strang i'm jeremiah dunlap i'm sean and equist i'm jesse carey for eddie big cat Koffeltz. we'll see you next week listening to the relevant podcast connect with us on twitter at relevant podcast and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. and don't forget to check the magazine out it's available on newsstands and at the itunes app store or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe I can imprison a person, put them on a drone, and fly them to my eagle lair. All I need to be is 35 yards offshore.